I'm Amanda Olberg, Managing Editor of Education Next. We invite you to join this week's Education Next podcast, available online Wednesday morning each week at educationnext.org. In the Education Next poll of 2014, we observed uh, increasing support for a broad range of school choice reforms, whether it was charters or vouchers, tax credits. All across the board, people were turning to choice and uh, to a degree that we had never seen before. That was 2014. In 2015, on these same questions asked one more time, one year later, we saw a retreat from all these high points that had been reached in 2014 on school choice matters. Uh, that's the national picture that we observed with our Education Next poll. Uh, Indiana was part of that 2014 move towards choice. Uh, there were many laws passed by the state legislature in Indiana under the leadership of Governor Mitch Daniels. And part of the coalition that put uh, all these uh, new innovations together uh, is Al Hubbard, a uh, former economic advisor to George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush. Uh, so a person who is really knowledgeable about things nationally and in his home state of Indiana. So Al, it's been uh, it's a great pleasure to have you with me today. And I'd like to ask you a question. Is this data, that these data that we're getting from our poll, are they... Are they accurate, or is Indiana showing the same thing, or is is Indiana an exception? What's, what's your, how do you assess the state of school reform in the country today? Well, I haven't seen the polling for Indiana only. I obviously saw your national polling, but my sense of it is that the, the same situation is happening in Indiana. And, and I think the reason is the, the um, the teachers union and has persuaded the teachers to really attack the idea of reform. Uh, the testing has really been mishandled by um, whomever. I mean, I think the tests are too long, uh, and they, uh, you know, it's become uh, really a, a, a cause celeb for the teachers to uh, not have to teach to the test, but to teach, you know, for the for the value of the of the material. And um, they've been very effective at persuading the public that uh, perhaps reform has gone too far or we should slow down the progress uh, continuing to, to advance reform. I, at the same time, I'm hopeful that we will be able to continue to advance reform. I'm hopeful, in fact, the legislature has responded to the situation with the, the length of the, the tests and they were 12 hours, they've now cut it back to six hours. In my mind, they ought to be able to cut it to three or four hours. Uh, and, you know, we need to do a better job of communicating with the teachers and being on the side of the teachers because I'm a big believer that with reform should come higher pay for teachers, more autonomy for teachers so they can decide for themselves uh, how to run their classes and just be measured on the results. So, Al, um, at the high water mark, uh, you and others and, and the governor playing a critical role, put into place a lot of new policies in Indiana. 
how are they working out on the ground? Forget public opinion for the moment. Just what's happening concretely in terms of school choice in Indiana? Well, we, we've made an enormous amount of progress. I mean, the example is we, we brought vouchers in in 2011, I think was the first year. We had a little fewer than uh, 4,000 participants and uh, this year we will have uh, we have around 34,000 so 10 times the the number and that's out of about a million one kids in in, in Indiana uh, so that has had a, a big impact just think about 34,000 kids are now getting to choose where they go to school and by the way over 40 percent of the, the students in our K through 12 system are eligible for vouchers uh, secondly, our charter schools continue to grow. We have about 35,000 kids in our charter school system. And then uh, we have a tax credit system that provides scholarships to over 9,000 kids. And finally, what's interesting is we passed in, in uh, 09 the ability for kids to, to choose to go to other public schools, both within their district and outside of their district. And we now have over 70,000 kids who are choosing to go to different public schools than the ones that they would normally go to based on the geography of their their home. So, so are you reaching an upper limit? Is there anything in the law or in the availability of space in the private sector? Uh, or should we expect this to double again in the next two, three years? Well, the, the, the good news is we, we initially thought we only had 20,000 seats in the private schools for the voucher kids, and now we're educating 34,000. You know, the, the market does work, and as the demand increases, then... The, the supply increases. We've also made significant progress at increasing the funding for our vouchers and, and our charters, uh, but we're, they still only get about two-thirds of what the traditional public schools get. So, you know, we hope to continue to improve upon that. So, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, they're, the, the most important thing to education, it, it seems to me, is giving kids a choice so you have competition and to encourage schools to, to reward great teachers and and uh, basically remove teachers that aren't successful and uh, you know there's not enough of that going on uh, particularly in the public school system. Well you know Milton Friedman always said it was competition that would improve education it wasn't he never claimed that private schools would be better than public schools. Right. He just said everything's going to get better because the weak ones will get weeded out and the strong ones will expand. So uh, do you have any evidence that that's happening in Indiana? Well, over the last seven or eight years, all of our, our uh, sort of indicators, whether it's the, the, uh, the, the standardized tests that the kids are taking, whether it's graduation rates, whether it's the number of kids taking AP courses and the number of kids scoring well on AP courses, all of those continue to go up every single year. That's not, and, and by the way, we, we are this, uh, our NAEP scores have, have increased faster than any other state other than one. So we're the, the second fastest, our improvement is, is we're, we're the second best in the, in the country. Um, at the same time, we're still in the middle. So we have a long ways to go. So we need to keep the, the pedal to the metal, as they say. And unfortunately, our legislature is, has indicated they have uh, reform fatigue, but those of us who are behind reform are, are uh, doing our best to convince them that they need to continue to do what they're doing. So the biggest obstacle that you're facing right now is uh, political, not uh, demographic or institutional or something out there in the real world. It's, if it's the political problem that could put a cap on the direction in which you're moving in Indiana. 
That's exactly right. But the good news is now we have over 100,000 kids out of a million kids who are enjoying the benefit of a choice system. And so that becomes a constituent to, one, protect the existing choice system, but and also to expand the choice system. And of course, those in the vouchers who are using vouchers and who are in charter schools, they recognize that, that those schools are not getting fully funded. And so they can help us put pressure on the legislature to to level the playing field so everyone is is playing with the same amount of dollars and then we it creates a great competitive uh, situation. Well actually you know getting warm bodies into schools of choice is probably the most important thing in New York when the mayor new mayor came in didn't like charter schools tried to cut them back or deny them access to uh, public facilities uh, he ran into a buzzsaw, and uh, that buzzsaw, you know, proved stronger than the mayor. Uh, so I guess it really does make a difference if you could get some parents who have a stake in the new system uh, in place. Right. We we have we each year we we uh, have an education choice day at the legislature, and historically the 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 groups that have been able to turn out more of their constituents have been the unions. But now we turn out more of the choice proponents uh, than in any other group trying to uh, influence the legislature. And that has a huge impact. You, uh, you know, legislators do listen to their constituents. So, uh, uh, you know, we continue to be hopeful. We just wish we could move more quickly. Well, thank you, Al. This has been great to have some uh, insights into what's happening in Indiana and to give us some encouraging news in what sometimes can be a discouraging world. Yeah. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for everything you're doing at Harvard and uh, leading the PEPG and uh, with uh, all of your publications. So uh, it's having a big impact, and we appreciate it. Well, thank you, Al. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Education Next's weekly podcast, released every Wednesday morning. For more on education reform, visit us online, educationnext.org.